Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So we have talked a little bit in previous episodes about presenting your work to clients. And I can't remember which episode it was, Krista, but you were like, eventually we are going to have to do an episode on this. (laughs) Well, here we are today, you guys. Um, I think it is so important to actually have at least some sort of process for presenting your designs. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be super formal, but it's way better than just throwing your work out there and being like, Hey, what do you think? Or let me know if you want to see any changes. Yeah. So, um, I also know that you really believe in presenting the web designs to explain all of that fancy strategy that you've been teaching everyone. So today we are going to talk about just a few things that you can do and keep in mind when you are presenting designs to your clients. I am so glad we are finally talking about this. I feel like I've been preaching about this, like, I don't know, for months, and, like, I've written blog posts about it. I've included it in, like, workshops and products I have. But, like, I still see people not do, you know, doing what you said and sending, like, a picture and being like, what do you think? And it like drives me crazy. So I'm so excited we're talking about this in one more area and getting more of your take on it than mine because I know it's going to be different and I know it's going to be good. So I cannot wait. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember seeing a question in our Facebook group about It was like, hey, what do you say other than what do you think of this work? And this is kind of exactly going to be answering that question, Mm -hmm. maybe like six months too late, (laughs) but better late than never. (laughs) So first, let's just talk about why it is so important to present your work. Now, we, like I said, have probably talked about this in past episodes, but Just to start off here, it really reminds your client that you are the expert. And I think this is so important because even though our clients know this, I feel like sometimes they forgot that they hired you because you know more than they do. Mm -hmm. And so they try to like take over the process or take over designing. They make you just a pixel pusher and oh, that's just awful. So when you are explaining your work, it can really highlight that, hey, you know what you are doing, what you're talking about, and this not only shows that you're an expert, but I think it really also encourages your client to trust you even more with the project. I agree. When you like literally show them and explain to them why your expertise led you to those decisions, like it just gets rid of so many of those questions or crazy reasonings that don't make sense in their own mind. And it just makes the process so much easier. Yeah, definitely. So kind of leading 
into our next point here is just it helps your client understand what you have done specifically. So similarly to clients forgetting why they hired you, I think sometimes they just think we're creating things that are pretty to look at Mm -hmm. and they get hung up on things looking a certain way and not necessarily benefiting their business a certain way. So you do have to be careful to not over explain what you've done because I think this can be really confusing and it can throw off the whole rest of the project with some clients. But when you're explaining to a certain degree, and we'll talk about this later, um, it does help them just kind of understand those decisions a lot better than, hey, I picked this color because it's cute or whatever. Yeah, and I think there's a difference between like explaining and like justifying almost like you don't want to feel like you're defending your decisions you are just explaining how it's going to benefit their business in the most basic and easy to understand way you can um yeah because them understanding that makes a really big difference they'll value your work a whole lot more which we haven't got into but it's it's a huge part of this yeah and i think you make a really good point about not getting hung up on trying to justify or defend what you're creating because if you're coming to it with like your defensive gear on and you're ready to like take them down if they don't (laughs) agree with you, that's definitely the wrong way to go about this. Mm -hmm. So kind of going back to a conversation we were just having in the Facebook group this week, I am guilty of assuming that I'm going to get feedback but you don't want to assume that. So you don't have to go into it saying, you know, all these millions of reasons about why you have done something because that does seem defensive. And at some point your client is just going to tune you out and keep moving on. Yep. So the last main reason that I think it's important to just present your work in a more formal way is that it can help reduce the number of unnecessary revisions. And come on, who does not want that (laughs) with their work? Mm -hmm. So when the client has a better understanding of what you've done and why you've done things a certain way, their revisions are not going to be these tiny little tweaks like, hey, can you change the font? Can you change the color? You know, you may still get certain things like that, but they're going to end up being focused on bigger things that will directly relate to their audience and their goals. And you can stop worrying about getting like 15 pages (laughs) of revision requests. There's nothing that annoys me more than like unnecessary revision requests. And like, especially things like, I don't know. The example I'm thinking about is like, oh, I don't really like that menu in the footer. Well, I don't care how much you don't like it. Think of how much easier it is for your visitors to navigate your website because it's there. So like silly things like that that someone might ask for for literally no good reason will definitely be reduced because they might think of it and then be like, oh, but she said it's here because of this purpose. I think that's a good idea. I like how it's going to benefit me and improve my website. I guess I'll leave that out. So that's definitely, for me, that's like the major goal of this whole presentation thing is getting rid of those annoying revisions because they drive me crazy in case you can't tell. My arms are (laughs) waving all over the place over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's because it's so obnoxious Mm -hmm. when a client is asking you, 
Um, can we just change the order of these things? Because I think it'll look better this way. And you're like, but no, I actually did it this way for a reason. And it slows your process down. It makes you get a lot more frustrated in the long run, which makes the project just not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you can eliminate those little things and try to encourage your client to focus on the big picture of their project then obviously it is going to be a lot more enjoyable in the long run. For sure. Okay, so now that we all have established that this is important (laughs) to do, (laughs) let's kind of go into how you can prepare to present your designs. So the first thing to preparing to present your stuff is just deciding how you are actually going to do that. So... Before you think about what you are going to be saying, I think it's really important to kind of figure out what you're comfortable with and how you want to just present your rationale to your clients. So I know that a lot of designers are not interested in taking calls and y'all, I'm definitely one of them. If I don't have to, I don't want to take a call. I don't want to have to do my hair and put on fancy clothes and, you know, deal with being on a call. So I would avoid that if I could, Mm -hmm. but it is important to remember that sometimes it is just easier to explain yourself over the phone or over Skype. Um, And I also wanted to remind you guys that as Meg pointed out in episode 45, it's not necessarily just what you are comfortable doing, but also how your client learns and understands best what you're talking about. So even if you are not a fan of doing calls, this may be one of those things where you have to kind of bend a little bit to your clients. So there are three main ways that you can actually present your work. The first one is def- is over the phone. And mm-hmm. we heard from Jamie in episode 35 that she does this, her team does this. And she actually had a really great tip that I just want to remind you guys of. And that's that they use the time to literally just explain their decisions, open the door to any like questions the client has right away, and then they let them get feedback to them at a later date. So I think that is the best thing to do if you are going to present your work over the phone or over Skype because then you can avoid potentially being in a super awkward position Mm -hmm. if you are trying to take feedback and the client is like, yeah, I actually hate all of this. Yeah, I really think this is the only way to do it if you are on a call. Like, even if you're comfortable with calls and getting feedback and stuff, you don't want to get stuck in this back and forth for hours taking care of revisions. You want it in an email that's easy. You're not going to have to sit and take notes. You're not going to have to rewatch the call. You want to give them time to process and not just, like, do something they just thought of real quick and think is super smart. You want to give them that time. So I think that's really important. <laughs> yep, and I remember that exact Like Corey project. said, it is not, it's not cool to have to get negative feedback over the phone. I have had that before. Uh, a project Corey and I actually got to work on together. 
the client thought she knew a whole lot more than Corey <laughs> about design and I was directing the project. So I got to be on this call and you guys, it was, it was not pretty. And I'm decent at keeping my cool. I did not keep my cool on this call. So don't put yourself in, in that situation. It is not worth it. Definitely take Jamie's advice and let them come back to you later with their feedback. Yeah, and I think aside from just avoiding being like, no, B word, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why we <laughs> are doing what we're doing. Aside from that, I think another really important reason like I will not take feedback over a call is just because it is way too easy to miss yeah. them suggesting or asking something. And then it makes your project take even longer when they have to get back to you after you've presented revisions and they're like, wait, what about this other thing? And it's because you didn't hear them or you were too busy taking notes or whatever it was during the call. So yeah, just avoid feedback. Yeah on a call like all together. Yeah. So a good like in between is presenting your work via a video recording. And Meg actually mentioned in episode 45 that this is what she does and she does it to kind of meet her clients halfway, but avoid talking on the phone. And I absolutely love that. So if you are not comfortable on the phone, this is a really, really good option because it still lets you verbalize your rationale um, and kind of more visually walk through things than just what text in an email would do. And I do want to say that you do not need any fancy software to do this. So you don't have to go buy a fancy microphone or get some kind of weird video editing, whatever, for your computer. Literally, you can use your Apple headphones with the mic and you can use QuickTime on your Mm -hmm. computer. So, Krista, I know that you actually use a different tool when you are presenting stuff to clients. Yeah, the one I've been using and really love is called Loom. I think it's useloom.com, but we can link it in the show notes. But you can share your screens. Um, they can they can comment right on the video as it's going. You can decide to show like your face down in the corner or not. It just has a lot of really great options, and it's a Chrome extension. So it's nothing you have to download or anything like that. You can't do any editing in it, so that's one thing if you like want to you know, be able to edit and say really specific things. It's not the, might not be the best for you, but when I'm doing my presentations, I just wing it and I make it as though we are live on a call. They let them see my face down in the corner. And I, if I mess up, I just keep on chugging along. And, you know, so if that's more your style, Loom might be something you really like. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because if you take away the option of editing, (laughs) you are just going to kind of roll with it and not worry too much about sending the perfect video, Mm -hmm. which I know is exactly what I would do. Yeah, (laughs) I used to do that. I'd spend hours making these stupid presentation videos and it's like, why? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So your last option is email or your project management. And I hesitate to even say email because Mm -hmm. I really want you guys to be using some kind of project management tool. But if you are just really not into the other options or you cannot or won't make time to do them, this is the last option, (laughs) obviously. And you can just include your rationale when you are uploading your designs to your project management tool. Now, this is obviously the easiest way to do it because you don't have to worry about about 
you know, getting on a call, recording a video, anything like that. But I don't necessarily think it's the most effective because I do think for most of us, our words come off better when we are saying them rather when someone else is having to read them. So it's easier to explain yourself via, you know, your voice instead of text. But if you absolutely have to, because I know sometimes people just cannot make it happen, or I was thinking about people um, with foreign accents who Mm -hmm. aren't really good at making their English understood, you know, things like that. This is your option if that is you. Yeah, but still don't fall into the trap of just sending them a PDF like ex- still explain yourself. Yep, it might be a long email. Keep it, you know, as short and condensed as you can. But remember, even if you're going this route that does not involve any kind of video, um, make sure you're still explaining all your design decisions so that you'll actually see the benefits we talked about in the beginning of this. Yeah, because if all you're doing is just uploading the work, then you're yeah. losing the benefits altogether. You're yeah. not actually presenting your designs <laughs> if you are not saying anything about them. You're just uploading your works. So another thing that you can do when you are just kind of preparing to present your work is to make notes about the decisions that you're making while you are actually in the design process. And I think this is a really good idea, especially if you are not used to designing strategically or having to explain you know, the decisions you're making to your clients, which I feel somewhat fortunate that I was forced to do this in my college classes. Mm -hmm. I know not everyone went to college for design, but if you're not comfortable with that because you didn't, or maybe your classes didn't force you to do that, then this is something that you kind of need to work into your process, at least until you get comfortable with it. So, I think the main reason, obviously, is that it's going to help you know ahead of time the points you want to make. So instead of being put under the spotlight while you're on a call or when you hit record for the video, you know right away what you are going to say. So a good example um, is that I actually have a client who her dog meant a lot to her. It was just... I don't know, it was just a really big deal, and she said she wanted some sort of reference to the dog in her branding. So in the logo option I presented her, I actually had a silhouette of a French bulldog, which was the kind of dog that she had, in the logo, and I explained in the rationale. You can see I included a little silhouette icon the best way I could, et cetera, et cetera. Here's why, you know, that sort of thing. And I think it's important to kind of remind your client of why you are doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So another kind of probably less weird sounding example (laughs) is if we talk about website strategy. And um, that would just be like if your client has a goal to maybe book more free consult calls, then you can explain, for example, the strategy on why you included a call to action for their website viewers to book a call in a certain area. So what do you think of that, Krista? Yeah, I think this is so important to write down your decisions. And and yes, so you know ahead of time the points you're going to make, but so you don't forget any of the genius stuff you did while you were designing. Like, 
I can totally see that happening. Maybe you start with the homepage. By the time you've made the whole rest of the website, you probably don't really remember or care about what you did to the homepage. You just want to be done. So (laughs) having it all listed out for yourself is just going to make it go so much more quickly and it's just going to be simplified. You'll have a list. You can go straight through it on your call or in your video or in your email. You don't have to really put much extra thought into it. Um, You might still want to refresh your memory by reading through it all quick, but you won't have to totally wing it or worry about missing anything this way. So I like that idea a lot. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, too, especially coming from someone who has no short-term memory. (laughs) Oh, boy, I would definitely forget. Like, there's a reason that I wanted these colors to be this way, but I have no clue now. So (laughs) We'll just say they're pretty. Yeah, they're cute to look at. (laughs) How does that work? So eventually you will get more and more confident and comfortable with what you're doing and why you're doing it. So you may not necessarily have to take notes, you know, to kind of refresh yourself or whatever. But like I said, when you're just starting out, doing this is going to challenge you to just look at things from the perspective of someone who isn't super familiar with design and maybe not even with the project. So you can think about it that way, too. For sure. All right. So let's move on to actually presenting your work. Now, the first thing you want to do is take your notes and create a loose outline of exactly what you are going to say, especially if you are doing it over a call. So obviously this works with the video recording too. And if you are going straight to your project management or an email, you don't really need an outline because you're typing everything out. But if you are doing a call, please have an outline of what Mm -hmm. you are going to say, because this is where you will forget things. Mm -hmm. So take those notes, like I said, that you made while you were designing and turn them into an outline. This is going to help you stay focused And it's going to help you stay a little more calm and it can make sure that you are just remembering all of the points that you want to make to your client. So there are a few specific things, not just the notes that you have that you want to make sure you include. And Krista, I think this would probably be a good time to start by reminding them of maybe their goals, things like that. What do you think? Yeah, I think if you want to start out with just saying, hey, I kept these goals in mind, I kept these current struggles you've been talking about in mind, and, you know, this design I created is meant to help those things, I think that's a great thing to start out with. And then as you're going through these next couple things you're going to talk about, say exactly which goal that ties into, exactly which struggle that solves. So they're going to be remembering the whole time, you know, why they hired you in the first place, and then how this is going to actually help them. Yeah, and I think this can be a good time to even kind of just remind them of their project, like their Mm -hmm. overall project goals, not necessarily their business goals, but why did they actually hire you for this project to begin with? Um, And you can just start by saying, you know, this was the goal of our project together, and here is how everything has kind of come together. And then, like you said, mention the specific goals when you are talking about the design rationale, for example, um, I talked about this a little bit before, but just explain how you kept what they asked for in mind when you were working, because that's really important. Sometimes clients ask for specific things, but they don't necessarily see them reflected back or they don't see them reflected back in areas that they think they should be. So it is a good idea to kind of remind them of that. 
And then also, like I was talking about the project with the dog, talk about any unique elements that highlight, you know, their unique personality, brand, story, whatever it is. And that will make them stand out among competition. And like we were just saying, bring out their goals, their current struggles, those things when you're mentioning that stuff. Another time you would want to kind of remind them of their goals um, would be obviously when you're talking about strategy and benefits. So if you are going to go through the trouble of making sure your designs are really strategic, it's going to help your clients reach their goals, please make sure you are mentioning these things because you can't just throw a design out there and assume that they are going to know you put this in the footer or this in the sidebar or that on the homepage because of what their goals are. Your client probably forgot they even told you what goals they had. They might have even changed their goals. So keep that in mind when you are designing strategically and when you are bringing those things back up when you're presenting your work. So like I said, just explain why you put things in certain places and how that can help them. Anything else here, Krista? Yeah, if there's anything you didn't include that they asked for because it conflicted with their goals or didn't support them, also include that in this part. So they're not coming back to you like, um, hello, I said I wanted this thing, where is it? Tell them why, how it would have held them back, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that is a really good point, too. Definitely let them know if you have not done something for a specific reason because they're not going to know. They're not mind readers. They're not going to know that you didn't do that for a reason, and they're going to ask you why it's not there. Mm -hmm. So um, the next thing to do when you are actually presenting your work is just to remember not to overwhelm your client with too much information. So you want to educate them but not overwhelm them. And we talked about why it's important and how you can educate your clients in episode 42. But when you are presenting your designs, you're obviously going to be doing a little bit of this because you are explaining what you did and why you did it that way. So you really do want to avoid overwhelming the client with too much information because they are just going to be overwhelmed by everything you're saying and they're going to kind of miss the looking at the design and being able to give you really good feedback. So just to give you examples, you don't necessarily have to explain color psychology or why you chose a specific font because it was used in 1842 for the printing of what the heck ever. <laughs> like your client doesn't really care about those things. They don't understand them. That's why they hired you. Mm-hmm. So you can avoid those things altogether. Um, something else you want to avoid, and I touched on this a lot in episode 42, is just industry jargon. When designers are talking to other designers or to developers, you know, there are things like pixels. Clients may not know what a pixel is. They may get really confused. So my rule of thumb is if my husband, my mom or dad, or maybe even Krista would not understand what I am talking about, then the client probably won't either. (laughs) Safe. Um, And just keep in mind that your client likely doesn't know anything about that stuff. So it's, like I said, just going to confuse them. And you want to focus on helping them understand what you are showing them, not just giving them, you know, historical reasons Mm -hmm. for all these decisions. 
I think that's so important to remember that the goal of this presentation is not to like explain the design theory behind it. That's not the goal at all. So if you're if you're noticing like, oh, I'm not sure if they'll understand this jargony word or something like that, you're probably in a little too deep. It's like you would be thinking of presenting it to another designer. No, you're presenting it to your client. So if it's not talking about like their goals and how it's going to benefit them specifically, you probably don't need to include it. So like Corey said, the fonts and things like that, they don't care. Like those are going to be things they're going to like the look of or not. They're not going to care about whatever 1842, whatever Corey <laughs> said. So keep that in mind. You're not presenting to another designer. You're presenting to a client. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. If you feel like you are, your outline is turning into this like design theory paper on this <laughs> yeah. design you just created, toss it out and get a lot more simple. Like I know I've said this in a past episode, but it's like Michael Scott in the, one of these episodes of The Office. He's like, explain it to me like I'm five. Yes. Do please. that. Explain explain it like you are talking to a five-year-old. Yeah. So the one thing to keep in mind is how much detail you go into may depend on the actual type of clients that you work with. So for example, if you are, oh, I don't even know what to come up with here. If you are creating work for like online business owners or other designers, mm -hmm. for example, the kind of detail you can go into is a lot different than if you are just working with average Joe who literally doesn't know anything about design. You don't have to overcomplicate it for average Joe. <laughs> whereas if you are working for other designers, they may want a little bit more detail than that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also do want to point out here, if you get a question about something specific like the color or the font or something like that, totally okay to go into more detail. Like you don't have to say, oh, nope, can't talk about that. I can't tell you about why that's a bad color to put on your design. No, don't do that. It's okay to kind of get into the conversation, but again, make sure you're not getting too deep and trying to explain theories and design history and all this other stuff. So the last thing that I want to keep in mind, Krista, this is actually something that made me think of you. And mm -hmm. it is if you're presenting on the phone or on Skype or just via a video recording, slow <laughs> down. That's fair. I deserve that. <laughs> so I think this is one thing I actually read in the last couple of months. One designer I've been following the whole entire time I have been working for myself she said she doesn't like doing calls because she gets nervous. She starts talking really, really fast, and she gets through everything and all this stuff. And I get it. When I get nervous, I can think of one call I just had a couple months ago where I got nervous. I was sweating. I was talking way faster than I should have been. I just felt so overwhelmed by the time I got off the call. And you guys, this is really overwhelming to your client, and it's really overwhelming to you, too. So... Sometimes you will notice that you are talking really fast and my best recommendation is just to take a deep breath and try to slow down what you're saying so you are making sense and so the client can actually understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm picking on Krista because we always talk about how fast her episodes go by <laughs> because she talks really fast when she gets really excited about stuff. Yeah, our, our outlines are the same length and mine are like 10, 15 minutes shorter. <laughs> yep, because you just, you get into it and it's like, 
Bing, bang, boom, done. Okay, there you go. Any questions now? All right, done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just try to, and if you can't catch yourself in the moment, because I think sometimes that's difficult for people too, it's like hard to tell until you're out of breath that you're talking mm-hmm. way too fast. If that's the case, then take some time to practice what you're saying. And this goes back to like a public speaking class I had and I hated because mm-hmm. I hate public speaking. Um, but actually like present, just read your outline or whatever, you know, in front of the mirror, in front of an empty room, your pet, your spouse, who's not paying attention to you anyway. So, (laughs) you know, try to take the time to practice and that will help you get more comfortable and confident. And that in turn is going to help you slow down when you are presenting your work. Mm Mm-hmm. So just to recap this episode, if you are not used to or even comfortable with presenting your designs in a more formal way, this whole concept may seem really overwhelming and probably sort of scary. But if you take the time to do this, it can really, really help your client better understand the decisions you've made, which can lead to fewer revisions in the long run, which is our favorite. So if nothing else, it can help reduce at least the little tweaks, those type of revisions to what you've created, which we know those things all all drive us up a wall. So my one and only action step for this episode is to create a plan for presenting your work to your next client. So you don't necessarily have to start with the project you're working on right now, But maybe you kind of create an outline and you record a video or write an email, but you keep it to yourself and it's just you practicing. And then you have a little bit of practice under your belt for the next client where you are going to do a more formal presentation. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.